Hello and welcome to the Sweet Spot on a Farm, episode 66. If you never listened to this podcast before, it's all about health and food. And because there are many professionals out there who know an awful lot more about it than I do, the point of this podcast is for me to learn from those who know their stuff. It's my search for an answer to how can we achieve healthy body and mind with the resources that are available to us locally. And I'm looking at what we can do to improve our health and what and how we eat to support it. My guests come from various backgrounds and are professionals in their field. And they all have a lot of valuable information to share to provide us with the tools we need to lead a healthy, happy lifestyle that is personal to each and every one of us. We talk about their work, their passions and their lifestyles. And we share cooking tips and plant-based recipes we can all easily make at home. And yet again, and despite the podcast title, I'm not on a farm, but my guests and I are at another one of my favorite places, and that's a beach. We are by the sea because my guest today is an open water swimming coach, Colin McCart. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> don't be nervous. <laughs> I don't bite, and I'm more nervous than you are anyway. Oh, don't, I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> Um, I absolutely love where we are at the minute and the weather's absolutely awesome. It's really funny, I don't know if you find it that way, but um, I know the sunny days are amazing on the beach, but for swimming I almost prefer when it's like today that's cloudy but warm, no wind, and the water's just, it's like a mirror, it's very calm. It's lovely today, it's just just almost perfect. Just uh, Even myself personally, if... um conditions even if it's a wee bit of drizzle or a bit of rain or something like that that's probably my favorite time uh to swim i do actually think that it it feels to me that when it drizzles or if there's a light rain the water to me feels warmer yeah <laughs> definitely there's, there's something just magical about swimming in the rain itself and it, it, it doesn't matter if it's raining when you get here you're, you're getting wet so it makes no difference yeah that's true <laughs> getting changed of course, on the beach when it's raining, it's it's not as pleasant. But as long as it's not windy, I find that it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and as long as you've got good balance, the last thing you want to be doing is halfway through changing, fall over. and <laughs> <laughs> Wind blowing towel in your face or away from your face, even worse. Well, I think I'd rather it was behind me than in front of me. <laughs> um, I had days like that, actually, and then you just kind of give up and just put your dry robe on and run to the car. <laughs> yeah, I've done that myself. Just wetsuit, dry robe, in the car on the way home. There's no, po- uh, no point. <laughs> Just to get started, um, I'd like to know a little bit about you and I'd like to know how you got into swimming. Um, was it something that you liked as a child or did it come later as you were growing up? Um, I always liked the water. I mean, I was, I was never... I was never a competitive swimmer or anything like that, so it was just more for more for fun. As a kid growing up, it was the local swimming pool, and we just jumped into the pool and just messed about as, as kids do. And it was it just really took from there. I mean, it was, a, it was a long time coming before I actually got into swimming properly and started doing work around the water. But no, it was, it was never a it was never a passion at the start. Um, but it's, it's it's definitely something that uh, I couldn't be without. So when did it turn into passion? Uh, turned into passion more when I had a family of my own. Um, the boys were growing up and we had a, a holiday home in Donegal. 
So we were at the sea nearly every day and just watching the boys splash about in the water and getting myself in there as well and just seeing how much fun everybody was having and just everywhere you looked there was just people smiling and laughing and just just generally having a good time and it was that, that kind of sparked something in me that there's there's something in this that makes you feel good so i suppose at that point you were not working as a swim coach how did that come about and what you, what did you do before what what made you change your career path oh uh, i had quite a few jobs before becoming a swim teacher i was a bus driver, I was a lorry driver, I was working in different factories and I ended up working as uh, in an undertaker's and it was, I enjoyed that job uh, but three young boys, they were coming home every day and it was like they were asking, well daddy, who um, who died today? And at that age, I was thinking, that's not really something for kids that age to be asking so I looked and I looked about and it just hit me one day and I just broke down And my wife says to me, what's the matter? I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something that I really enjoy now. And she went, well, what's that? It was, I want to be a swim teacher. So that's where it started off from there. It was just, so we looked into it. And the first the first thing I came across was the lifeguard qualification course. And once I qualified as a lifeguard, I, I looked a bit for jobs and I ended up doing uh, volunteer work at a local swimming pool just to get some experience. And there was one day there was a swimming teacher short and they asked me would I mind helping out with the swim class. And it just went from there, just watching some kids swimming and other kids struggling and wanting to be able to get into the water and help them. And that's really where it, that's really where the, the swim teaching started off. I think that was, what, about 12 years ago? And it's just kicked off from there. And so you started teaching in the pool. How did you transition to coaching in the open water? Uh, again, that, that really all kind of started from Donegal. We had, uh, we had a lot of friends up there, and what was happening was we've seen it more and more. There were kids going up there who couldn't swim, and the parents on the campsite wouldn't let their kids into the into the sea unless they seen me about there for some reason. So it was like a got away for a holiday and ended up being an unofficial lifeguard on a, a beach that was already lifeguarded. But uh, and then it just. Some of the parents were asking, would you would you mind if you take such and such in and just let them paddle about with you? And it was like, yeah, no problem. And uh, and then it got to the stage where the open water swimming was taking more of an interest and more so again because uh, even more recently you've, you've seen what's happening in the, in the paper with uh, sun drownings and there was a lot of young kids up in Donegal into the water and into difficulties. And I said, my wife, there has to be some way of just kind of educating these kids on, on water safety and again so then we, we looked about for open water courses and there was nothing available at the time and then just suddenly there was a, a course came up through the STA and it was a, a man called Richard Timms and he he run he was running courses and I booked on it straight away and again so it's just kind of sparked another love of the sea from there Yeah I think the water safety is... Um It is definitely a really important aspect of enjoying the sea, even if you don't aim to swim any distance, even if you just paddle about. Knowing a bit about the sea and realizing that even if it looks calm, something can happen and you need to be able to know what to do and how to behave in order to stay safe. 
um, it is really important. So um, I suppose that is a big part of um, your coaching. But you also teach a technique. You also teach people to transition from... Because the pool swimming and sea swimming, they are very different. So you teach people to transition, to adapt their technique and to better their technique so they feel more confident in the water. Um, how is that for you as a coach the the kind of difference between the pool and the sea and what it's like for you physically and also psychologically what's the difference between swimming and enjoying the the pool and the sea um for me personally it's just the the different sensations of the sea like the temperature the the motion the, the current the waves the whole lot you don't get that same experience in a swimming pool um and it's literally the second you put your feet in the water you know yourself what it's like it's just it takes your breath away um, there's no there's no real boundaries in the sea it's just the only boundaries is just basically what you put in front of yourself you don't have to follow a blue line there's no walls to bounce off but um, physically I think there's just there's nothing else like it there's really nothing else like it it's just one of the It's just a natural high you get every single, every single time you, you step in here into the sea. It's just, it just takes you somewhere completely different. And you, you just don't get that in a swimming pool. And I'm not knocking swimming pools, because I work in a swimming pool as well. Uh, and I think they're, they're, a, they're a great platform for improving your fitness. And again, just for general well-being. Um, but the sea itself is just, it's a different, it's a different animal. It's just a magical place. And so. It's also I find that swimming in the pool it's um physically I find it a lot easier. Obviously because you not only because you don't have to worry about currents and tides and um but because it's always flat unless you have a lot of people swimming there and making waves. But um you you kind of don't have to worry about working with or against the water. Whereas in the sea you kind of need to figure where it's at, is the tide coming in, is the tide going out, is it going to be easy swimming that way or the other way, sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder, when the wind comes in, it's a lot more difficult, if the waves get a little bit bigger, you have to, when you're going out of the water, you need to put more force into it and get a bit higher to take a breath, otherwise you'll end up taking water in. <laughs> or else you find somebody that can improve your technique on breathing. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can do that too. <laughs> But I... I Some people find it harder swimming in the pool because they they would rely on the sea more for a bit of extra buoyancy, whereas the the pool will increase your fitness a bit a bit more as well. There is you have to work a bit harder in the pool than you do in the sea, which it's just my own personal opinion. Um, but no, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely calmer. But the sea gives you a few more challenges, so you have to then you're you're thinking all the time about your, your technique. You're just constantly changing your technique if there's an unexpected swell starts up. You're then looking at your your breathing, where you're breathing, how you're breathing, um, how the rest of your body's moving. Um, and you see, I, I don't kick. Very rarely kick unless I'm, I'm doing a distance swim and then I'm coming out the water. I'll do a bit of kicking then, but it's... Uh, no, I, I, de I definitely find the, the pool swims a bit harder than the, the sea swims. I find it harder psychologically because I get bored. Because you only have, if you're lucky, you get 25 meter pool. And that's what, like 12 breaststrokes? 
<laughs> for you, maybe. <laughs> well, for me. And then you have to turn around, and then I feel like animal in a cage, and I, I never do more than. I think the, the the most I ever did in the pool it was two and a half k, and that was only once. I'm bored after 500 meters, like, but I push myself. It's just boring to me. Whereas in the sea, you can swim. If you, I don't actually have the endurance yet because I just get cold after 40 minutes. But if you, if I didn't get cold, I could be out there for three, four hours easily, and I don't get bored. You just lose yourself in the sea completely. Yeah, I, I sing to myself. I, I'll sing songs. Every single swim, and I'm just kind of—I'll be looking about to see whether there's, there's a, a crab or a starfish, or hang on, what was that big black shadow there? Just went past me. And it's, it's probably just a bit of seaweed or something like that. But you're, you're just—you just once you're in, you get into everything, you just lose yourself completely. And that's just one of the things I love about it. But the pool—you're just looking at the same thing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but although the feet of the person in front of you change as people come in and out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that is true. And the buzzer. <laughs> Blue bands, out you go. But it's yeah, there's, it's there's a really strange sense of freedom in the in the sea, isn't it? It's as soon as your toes hit the water, it's just like wow. And you find as well that the open water swimmers are probably a bit more sociable. You don't really get many people chanting in the pool as you're swimming backwards and forwards, but because it's kind of in the pool, it feels really awkward, slightly creepy, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but the pool, you know yourself, like so, like here we're in Helen's Bay. You can go into the into the sea here. There could be ten people. There could be fifty people, and there's always somebody that'll chat away to you. But I don't. It's just maybe. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's definitely there's a. Uh, you often end up talking to people you've never met before or you've just seen from passing by. And then, um, yeah, like even something that would be awkward in the pool or in, in any sort of indoor enclosed space, it's not awkward on the beach because everybody's getting changed here. Like, it's not awkward when you're jumping around on one leg trying to take your neoprene boot off and somebody's trying to chat to you. It's just perfectly normal. That's it. It's everyday life here. <laughs> There's there's no there's no um, communal changing room. It's just one big changing room, just on the grass, and then the dog will come up and be looking for your sandwiches or something. Oh, if they looked for the sandwiches, it wouldn't be the worst of it. I dodged a bullet once when I was changing. I was actually on the sand getting changed, which I don't do very often, but I did, and it was early spring. It was last year, and I was getting changed. It was quite cold. And I was doing my jumping around on one leg as I was trying to put a sock on <laughs> and take the other neoprene boot off. So I wasn't looking. And next thing I hear is somebody screaming at a dog, no, no. And then I turn around and I see a teeny tiny dog lifting his leg at my clothes. And then the owner just ran past, grabbed the dog, pointed him the other direction and saved my clothes. <laughs> Very, very apologetic, but I was laughing. My, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that was very close." I've seen, I've seen dogs coming down here, and they just literally run down the hill, down the slipway. And I saw a dog one day coming run down the hill, done the same thing, and without stopping, without even missing a beat, turned its head to the side, grabbed a bag that was full of sandwiches that belonged to somebody else, and then ran the full end to the end of the beach just with this bag of sandwiches. It was the funniest thing I've seen. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> the poor owner running behind the same thing. Stop! Bite them back! I'm so sorry! Stop! You know, I, lo- I absolutely love coming here before I go to work because you feel like you've already had a day. You had the swim, you had the fun, you had the fresh air. 
but honestly like some things you can only see here like the dogs out here like, I love watching dogs and the interactions and kids in here as well it's so funny it's like they have this sense they know where they're going they're oh, I'm going to the beach I'm going to the beach and they run down that hill as quick as they can to get onto the beach to see if one of their friends is there and if there's not if they're not there they'll just find another friend to play with or somebody that's giving them treats so I love it. I was actually walking a couple of weeks ago. We were walking with my partner. Um, didn't go for a swim, just for a walk along the beach. And saw a couple of ladies trying to chase a dog, which I think was theirs, um, with a shoe in his mouth. He was just running around with a shoe. And then I noticed one of the ladies was hopping around on <laughs> with one barefoot and one one one. But in, in, in the shoe and so obviously he stole her shoe and they were just running around we were walking around back and forth between here and Crawfordsburn for about 45 minutes and we spotted them when we arrived when we were leaving they were still there trying to get the dog to return the shoe you see all sorts up here <laughs> it was so funny oh. but anyway back to swimming oh yeah um, <laughs> I, know, I know that you said you can't really um, imagine, you know, or be without it. What does it mean to you to be able to swim in the open water? Uh, it means a lot. My, I would suffer a lot with joint pains, and I, I was there was a while back there. I lost my mum a few years back there uh, through cancer, and that was a big that was a big knock, really big knock, and. Without even realising that, I, my mental health took a massive downturn. Um, I was depressed. Um, I didn't even realise it myself. I just thought it was everything was this is me, this is Colin. Yeah, happy go lucky. This this look on the outside is always going to be smiley, happy, jolly. Just get on with it. But inside, I was just I was empty, and it was just a case of. What do I do? What do I do? And then the next thing I knew, I was I was back in the water again, um, and it made a it made a huge difference. Even just getting in, if it was only five minutes, if it was a fresh water, if it was like the Loch Ness or Helen's Bay, it didn't really matter. It could have been a puddle for all I could I cared. It was just a case of getting into the water again, and just found myself gradually getting better and better. Every time I got into the water, coming back out again, I felt great. And then it was maybe just a wee lull before I got back into the water again but just over time it just started to get that bit easier but I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine not being in the water at any stage even even like so today today's not my day off but we're getting, into, getting for a swim later on and I cannot wait I'm just I'm sitting I've got my wetsuit on ready to go <laughs> it's just a case of like let's go just get in just now but um, it's just I, I, I don't it's not that I need the water, it's the, but I think the, the water keeps me, it keeps me sane, it keeps me the way I am, and it keeps me in one piece. Um, it just be, it be, I think it'd just be too easy just to kind of give up. And but I'm, I'm lucky enough to have a, have a good family at home, so they keep me grounded and they keep me on my toes. But it's just nice every now and again just to get in, have a swim, and just completely empty your mind and just completely relax. I think it's. I think we, the last few years with COVID, everything has just got a wee bit stressful, and people are finding it hard to cope. So this is for me. This is just an ideal release.
and just it's just my own personal way of relaxing. And if I can if I can help somebody else out in that way, then come on down. There is something incredibly recharging. It's like recharging your batteries when you go into the water and then you come out a different person, isn't it? You do. You, you could come out. You think you could take on the world. It's just. It's amazing. I always feel that when you put your head under the water and you can't hear anything, there's there's nothing else. It's just the water, silence, and you. And it's I love that. Because you can literally shut the world out. And then, it, and it, as you said, it doesn't matter whether you're in for five minutes or 50. You come out of the water and you just feel like, oh, somebody's talking there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big seagull seagulls are very hiding somewhere it's probably looking for chips <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you just come out of the water and you just can you're ready for the day yeah and I, I do feel that if I don't go for a swim for a couple of days I'm just not myself and I do have moments when everything's too much as well and even even the swims sometimes aren't helping It's. I find that it's working for me more in the winter when the water is really cold and yeah. the air is cold and then you come out and you're properly freezing and you literally can't focus on anything else for the next few hours but getting warm. Yeah. That's really working for my mental health because it's like I've just done that, I can do anything. <laughs> There's definitely something invigorating about a swim in the winter, especially when the temperatures get to like... So six five six degrees and you're talking like ice water you're talking cold we're probably cold water swimming in or as you see here in baltic but uh, there's just something that just it really does bring you back to life and you, you just like you say you just feel invigorated ready to take on anything that day your day starts and you're just like right here we go what can i do next and you're trying to get about five thousand things done at the one time and you, you're, it's just like you're superhuman Yeah. That's really yeah. it. You just, you're good at it and you're just flying about everywhere trying to get everything done while you've just got this massive burst of energy before you have a, then you have maybe have a wee lull and you'll have a wee snooze or something like that and then you're you're back again, ready to go. But no, the cold water, definitely the colder the better. It is so energising, isn't it? I always find it so cool when you go into the water and you just like strip on the beach and it's like four degrees, the air temperature. And you realize the water is actually warmer than the air. And you run in and then you breathe out the steam <laughs> out of you. And you're, you're there in the cold water and you're just... Part of your mind goes, what the hell am I doing? And then the other part goes, yeah, just stay in for a bit longer. This is so awesome. And then I never want to come out. And I only have to come out because I, I know that if I stay longer, I'll then there's, you're, you're playing with, with danger there. But it, it's just so cool. And you're swimming around and the steam's coming out of your mouth. And you're, you're looking at the shore and people are walking past with big jackets and hats and scarves. Yeah. And you're, you're in the water in like a, a pair of shorts or a swimsuit. <laughs> you know, you you have to ask yourself who's the who's the same ones there. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. It's um, and I had a few days like that when I was when it wasn't. Sometimes it's not even swimmable in the winter, and you can all you can do is for a couple of minutes just jump through the waves and stay close to the shore because it's too dangerous to go out and swim. And then you see the people walking their dogs and wrapped up in their puff jackets and shivering, and you're just there jumping through the waves in your swimsuit, and they look at you like. You're a crazy person. <laughs> well, you have to be crazy, I suppose, <laughs> to do this. 
is you, you see yourself. We're, we're looking at people just now, and they've got their they've got their big jackets on and stuff like that. And but ten minutes ago, they were in they were in the water, just swimming about and having the best time. And they're just chatting away, dog walkers, cyclists, runners. They're all running past. What's the temperature like today? Then come in and find out. And you'll you'll see what it's like then. <laughs> oh no no, but no, it's it's a, it's a great spot. It really is a good spot. And also, I find that the longer you do it, um, it's your body really adapts, and then you don't really feel the cold as much. I um, I was um, out for a swim yesterday with my partner, and he doesn't he doesn't mind going in, but he doesn't do it often. So yesterday he just swam was maybe what 50 meters out to the boy and back and he said he he was cold so he was gonna get out and I don't really I don't I don't feel it anymore I mean I do feel it after maybe 40 minutes but I was just like why are you talking about (laughs) this is this is fine it's it's in the winter it is cold but no no it's it's perfectly fine and only because it's my I think it's my third summer um so yeah, it's 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 really the body does adapt very, very well. I I can't really remember the last time I had a a cold as well since starting doing this. Just your the difference for you to your immune system as well is just unbelievable. Even but then saying about the temperatures, I couldn't sit in the bath for any more than ten minutes now. Yep, I, I'm just sitting fidgeting. I'm like, right, I need to get out of here. So it's just a it's it's just yours. A bath, you used to be able to sit in a bath for 45 minutes or something, just totally relax, but no, 10 minutes and I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and also in the winter, we, we now argue in the winter about turning and not turning the heat off because my partner gets cold in the winter and he constantly has the heat on and then I'm raging because I'm like, I can't sleep in this, this is too, I can't exist, it's too hot in here, turn it off. And he's like, no, I'm too cold. I was like, well, put your socks on, put a jumper on him fucking roasting here <laughs> and I used to be the one who was constantly cold you know running around in big jumpers and and big fluffy socks and sleeping in big fluffy socks and in jumpers and constantly turning the heat on and I'm the, now I'm the opposite and he's like oh we need to turn the heat on I'm like no we don't <laughs> just shows you the changes that the water does make as well to you yourself just being able to just the difference in your body temperature and uh, it's just I don't know. I, I, I've lost my words. <laughs> oh, I've lost words here. Uh, no, but it, it's a strange phenomenon. You, you're in, you're in the water. Like I said, you're in there in five degrees. You can be there for five minutes. Um, you can be there for fifteen minutes, and it just gives you the same. Just get the same buzz. Everybody gets, everybody gets something different out of it. So. And I think it really gives you what you need at the time it's it's almost like I don't know whether it's just the nature in general but I feel that when you go into the sea it just gives you what you need right at the minute wherever you're at at the time like I know you were talking about losing your mum and I totally relate to that because I actually started uh, open water swimming or I started dipping in cold water a um, few months after I lost my mum to cancer in 2017. And then in 2018, in February, um, I went in for the first time with uh, Scott's group, Dash and Splash in Bangor. Yep. And I I was in only for like 10 seconds. I thought it was freezing and people were crazy when I saw them swimming in there for 10, 15 minutes in the freezing cold. I mean, it was February and I was shivering there <laughs> after 10 seconds. But... 
something something wanted me to come back so I came back and then I started coming back every week or every two weeks whenever I could and then I just couldn't stop and then I realized it was really helping me with the grief it was helping me to just exist and and be better and be more positive and just be more energized yeah and just like you were saying before the days when you're when you can't get in the other water you just you kind of feel agitated you need to get there but the, dif- the difference to mental health is just phenomenal it's unbelievable um, and you see you see yourself when losing your mum it was just like this, the second you hit the water everything just becomes that much clearer you just you just your, your mind's empty you can focus on different things you can just focus on completely nothing just being in the water itself it's just it's, it's magical it's hard to explain I think that's the thing that when you're in our daily life, we find it hard to completely switch off. And I personally, I, I'm constantly, there's always the to-do list at the back of my mind. Um, there's always something to be done, somebody to be visited, or I made, made a phone call. Or There's always something, there's always somewhere to be, there's always something to do, there's not a second to just chill for me I know some people can do that I just can't my mind's always racing there's always something going on and I can never switch off but when I hit the water that's the time I'm completely like there's no to-do lists there's no other people there's nothing to be done there's no work there's no problems there's nothing else it's just the water and focusing on my breath and focusing on the stroke and just just being existing that's it my wife would have been saying she could never understand why I why I enjoyed this so much and when I go home no, I, I have no problem switching off at home I can just I can sit there and I can just totally relax which uh, <laughs> frustrates the hell out of my wife because I can just totally just go yeah, yeah. It'll, whatever needs done, it'll get done when it gets done. That's it. No problem at all. And she's like, "We need this done. It has to be done. Why haven't we done that? Can you do this here?" And she asked me to do something. Then two seconds later, she's going to do it herself. So what was the point? I'm like that. What was the point in asking me in the first place? I, I said I would do it. But <laughs> can you do this here? And then straight away she's walking and she's saying it and then goes and does it. Like, That's me. Just, just That's let it be. Me. You ask me to do it. And I'll, I'll, I'm getting up. You're not getting up quick enough. <laughs> Yeah. Oh taking... my God, that's 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 me and Steve. That's just mirror. <laughs> oh dear. But I I had my wife in the water a few times, and she says she just she didn't really understand it. Um, what what it was like being in the water and why it was having the effect on me that it was. And then she came in one day and we were sitting in the house, and she went, Do "You know something? I totally get it now. I really get it." She just she hit the water and just straight away it was just she was just working on her breathing. So swimming, and then she was just totally at peace. She was just absolutely loving it and just floating about. I think I actually have a video of her one in here one day. It was just a been a while since she was last in the water, and she was. It was just like she's going back to being a teenager, just bouncing about the waves and having a great time. And but it, no, it, I don't know what it is. But it just has that effect on people. You you go you just kind of regress back to being a kid again, and it's just it's even the, even the waves. I have a group down here sometimes on the Monday, uh, and their first time in here, the, the waves were maybe maybe four foot high, 
And I did say to him, like, when you hit the water, when you enter the water here, you're going to go back to being like a kid when you went to the beach with your parents and that type of stuff. Oh, no, no, I don't think so, I don't think so. <laughs> Literally, the first wave hit them, and the squeals and the laughter was just unbelievable. And it wasn't just them, it was, there must have been, I'd say, they got so maybe 50 people in the sea at the time, all doing exactly the same thing. Some some big fellas, I mean, there's a, there's a friend of mine called Kieran May. He was down here with uh, a couple of friends of his, and... Um, you just see him, me and him were down here one day as well, and the waves were massive. And we got slapped about something silly. And it was just in, right, let's go and get the next one, rolled about all over the place. He lost a brand new pair of goggles. And we were just, it was just like two big grown kids just having the time of their life in here. And that was the same that day, the whole beach it was just people, grown adults, just laughing and squealing and the whole lot having the best time. Just all that energy, all that, that just that release of frustration. Just echoing all around about the beach just laughing and squealing and everybody was coming I'm sure there was a few sore jaws that day we just were laughing that much it was just it was an experience something else see that's another thing you come to the beach with the intention to maybe swim whatever length you want to swim and then everything changes because the conditions are not swim friendly and all you can do is jump through the waves but it doesn't matter I love the way that the sea kind of teaches you to adapt yeah to because i'm the kind of person who has or i used to be the kind of person who would have a plan set and if things don't go to the plan i get really upset and my whole day would turn to shit <laughs> whereas now i don't get like that anymore and it's i think it's partially thanks to the sea because i learned just to adapt okay i'm going I'm coming down in the morning with the intention to swim, I don't know, for 15-20 minutes and then you come here and realize that the conditions, you just can't swim because it's not safe. But there's cool waves in there, so you just end up jumping through the waves for 10-15 minutes and it's so much fun. That's it. We just, I don't know if your microphone will pick this up, but there's what, there's five or six people just going in there just now and literally the second they get in there they're just squealing and laughing away as well, so, and they're just standing there, dipping, and that could be enough for them. But I dare say one or two of them will probably probably dive under. But just it's just pure joy, absolute pure joy. So this is uh, and now they're in. Uh, this is me at, at at the start, like trying to go to your waist and then like wait, do I do I dive in? Do I not dive in? What am I gonna do? It's really cold, and then you just go for it, and it's awesome. <laughs> I I have some I have some of the best clients come uh, come and do some lessons with me. I have a couple of good friends as well um, on a Sunday morning. And it's an education on a Sunday, just walking into the water with them, the two of them. Like two big grown fellas. Um, can I say their names? Um, well, depends if they don't mind. I'm sure they won't mind. Uh, Andy Curry and John McCann, okay? These two, they're, 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 they're big bears. They're, I mean, they're, they're sturdy fellas. And they walk in and all of a sudden it's like the highest pitched voice you've ever heard in your life. And so it's just some of the words that come out. You're like, did you just make that word up? It just it's just comes out of them. It's the funniest thing. You hear you hear some you hear some language. It's just amazing. I laugh. I just laugh, laugh that much. It's the best thing ever. That's that's a best medicine for me as well, just watching these two get into the water on their tiptoes, hands up in the air, and the hands up. They keep the hands up all the time for some reason. I don't know why. How do you swim with your hands up? Exactly. <laughs> Unless you're just going to float. But these two fellas, and then once they get in, shoulders are under, and they're like, ah, oh, that wasn't too bad. 
Yeah. Like, you're, you're kidding me, I've just spent the last five minutes laughing at you. Squealing like, I don't know. But, some fun. You have obviously clients of different abilities and you obviously see them improve and gain confidence. It, it must be really satisfying to see somebody who comes to you and doesn't have the confidence to swim in the sea and then a few weeks on and they're swimming between the boys like it's nothing. It, it's, it's probably one of the most rewarding parts of what I do is seeing somebody who's maybe come in either as a non-swimmer or can swim a little bit going on and then pushing on and doing something like two kilometres it's just absolutely amazing just to see the difference It's not, and it's not just physically either it's not just the actual swim itself it's just their whole attitude mentally as well to how they approach the water the, the safety aspect what they're looking they're looking out for the same things that I'm actually telling other people to look out for now and they're passing on that same advice to the friends and family of their own and it's just it's definitely one of the most rewarding parts of what I do here and to see like even like yourself you're, you're trying new techniques as well to try and, and improve your swimming which is your swimming's not bad at all you're, you're a good strong swimmer oh my god you should see me yesterday my 135 strokes between the boys of front curl completely useless and then I swam back and it was 51 breast strokes between the boys that was my record and then that, that just shows you my breaststroke is so good and my front curl is just total rubbish. It, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people come up here as well. There's there's a few other friends of mine. They're, they're ones who get really good breaststroker. Uh, and I mean, I'm talking really, really strong. And uh, they would swim. They would go up here for maybe two hours just swimming backwards and forwards. they go from Crawford's Burn into Helen's Bay and then back again and they'll come up here first thing in the morning. But it's just, just seeing people who have come into the water totally maybe even shit scared of the water and then all of a sudden within a few weeks they're finding that confidence to go and try it. Like, I'll, I'll give that a try now or they've maybe gone from a 10 metre swim to even 25 metres or 50 metres and just doing it continuously that's a massive step even just getting for a lot of people the big fear in the open water is putting their face in the water and what they might see underneath them but just trying to help people just beat that, that fear and just conquer that fear and just own it for themselves and just then take off and just sit back and watch it's, it's amazing, absolutely amazing I, it's like it's like watching your kid take the first step it's, it's unbelievable it's the best feeling in the world and I, I absolutely love it and that's that's why I keep doing it so uh, I, I have no complaints I've, and actually there's, there's a few of them we're going to come up for a swim today but we'll, we'll see I say one of them, one of them had started off doing a t- was doing ten meter swims, ended up joining me in a, a charity challenge swim that we were doing, and between the two of us we swam I think it was about 105 miles. Oh wow! And that was from initially when she was just starting off doing ten meters. Oh wow! So she's now doing, she'll come up and do regularly 1500 meters to maybe 2000 meter swims, and then get out and, and that's it. Always looking to challenge herself now. That's but, amazing. Yeah, it's a great thing to see. That really is amazing. Um, yeah, I, I don't blame you that you get such a satisfaction from what you do because that's really cool. And, and the sea is such an element. I mean, to gain confidence in it and um, having the help to do that is really, really important. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I really don't know what to say. <laughs> well, if people could see the grin on your face, <laughs> the happy smile, they would understand. Um, there's one more thing I wanted to ask you, and that's... Um, 
I sometimes find that there is a bit of a snobbery going when it comes to open water swimming with uh, swimsuit versus wetsuits. Swimsuit versus wetsuit <laughs> debate. It's um, like it's like the road bike and the mountain bike debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. Um, and so you obviously have some clients who swim in, in swimsuits. Some client who some clients who swim in in the wetsuits. And and I always feel it's it's everybody's preference it's everybody's choice to make but you do get sometimes people who don't use wetsuits all the time to look a little bit down at people who do these things are happening especially online those keyboard warriors yep you know you know people almost feel entitled to push everybody to what they're doing as if what they're doing is the only right thing to do and everybody else is wrong and everybody else is just not good enough and I just feel is considering how much the open water swimming and even just water dipping is helping people with their mental health I do feel that these sorts of arguments have absolutely no place in this kind of area and it's really upsetting that it's happening 100% I I personally I've been the victim of a bit of online abuse from uh from a few from a few people and I personally think if you're swimming it doesn't matter if you're wearing a wetsuit if you're wearing skins it's like if you're swimming that's that's what it's all about anyway having fun enjoying yourself just getting out and exercising and just doing what you want to do and I, I totally get I totally get the skins group and I totally get the the wetsuits um, but it's each to, each to their own I mean if there's, there's no right there's no wrong at the end of the day, you can have a. There's, I know, I know quite a few skins groups who will they'll, they'll have a bit of a, a laugh and a joke with some swimmers if they see them coming in a wetsuit, and it's all friendly, it's all good natured banter and stuff like that. But there are some groups who who do take it a wee bit too serious, and just need to. What they need to do is just just lighten up. Seriously, just lighten up and get a life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, and you have some people who wear nothing at all. Exactly. Each to their own. Well, there's, 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 a, there's a few people come down here as well, Helen's Bay. You see them very early mornings. If, if you're down here, you'll see them and they come down. And fair play, the first time I came down here, but there was a, there was a couple coming out of the water and it was no big deal. And we were just, and we were just chatting away to them. Like we were, we were chatting away just now. What's the weather like? What's the water like? But at the same time, it was just, I was saying to myself, Colin, just keep looking straight ahead. <laughs> Don't look down. Just keep looking straight ahead, will you? And just keep chatting. Don't even reach out a hand to shake hands with him in case you you grab something else. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cold that day anyway, so it wouldn't have made a difference. <laughs> I've I've actually I've actually done a skinny dip myself, and I've done it for a charity, and it was I'll, I'll be I'll be perfectly honest with you, it was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. So, anybody's listening to this, whoever's listening to this, if you get a chance to go and do a skinny dip, go and do it. I tell you now, it'll be the most exhilarating experience of your life. And there's a few of them coming up. Sure, as kids, we did it all the time, and we were never wearing swimsuits. It's a, it's a bit different, though, when you grow up and you get yeah, to like well, so your twenties. I, I mean, you you can't just turn on and say, "Do you know what? Ach, don't worry about the swimsuit." <laughs> but then again, it really depends. It depends on. <laughs> I've actually I've actually seen one uh, skinny dip advertised for a charity that's coming up this year. I was actually thinking about it. Yeah. Might give it a go. Is that that's the one up in is that in Port Rush? I think it's Port Rush, yeah. yeah. It, is the one it should be a good that should be a big event that. Yeah. 
but they always have massive events in Port Rush actually and it's it's actually when you were talking about the waves and jumping through the waves that's what I absolutely love about Port Rush because very rarely when I went to Port Rush you would be able to like swim properly there's always the, the sea's always quite not not rough but it's always there's a lot of waves and it's always a lot of fun because there's always those waves to jump through and I always felt like a child it it was just great because it just um I feel we, we are too grown up in our daily life and it's just that really brought me back to childhood and I was just smiling all the time it, it's it's amazing so one of the things like why I love going there I actually I'm, I'm definitely overdue a visit But yeah, no, those, they have always these really big events. It's always so much fun. There's, there's some good, and there's even some of the wee racing events as well. But just getting in, getting swimming is just taking part in the one we've got in a couple of weeks. Uh, looking forward to that. I'm sure you are. Yeah, well, well, actually, isn't it Ballyholm? Is it this week? That's this week. No, uh, it's 28th. Is this Saturday? No. I hope not. <laughs> Wait, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, it is. It's this Saturday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right, okay. <laughs> check, my, check my diary again just to make it. Yeah, this, what's the day's day? The twin? Yeah, it's this yeah, Saturday. It is this Saturday. My goodness, that's coming quick. You cover quite a distance every morning when you coach because you obviously have a few clients and you're here for a few hours. So you obviously cover some distance, but there's obviously rests in between. And now you've started entering some events. So... How do you, like, do you prepare for that? I am at a stage where, like I say, I've never been a competitive swimmer. Um, and I take part in these events because I like I like to challenge myself, but also like the, the fun element of it as well and just being, able, just being in a group of like-minded people. I don't, I don't really change um, a lot. I, I maybe, I maybe, um, extend some of the distances a little bit if for somebody who's looking to take part in an event and it's just say it's maybe like a 750 meter swim so what we'll do is we'll maybe push to the the, the, the coaching sessions and cover maybe a total distance of maybe a thousand meters just so then that person's comfortable enough they know they, they can go and do 750 meters and they can do it comfortably but don't I don't really change that much at all because it's, it's, it's more it's more about fun than trying to go out and win a race it's just taking part that's the main thing for me but it depends on, and there is there are some big events coming up especially on Helens Bay as well that we're, we're taking part in so I will probably have to adapt my own type of training to, to suit that swim so I can cover a certain distance but but I'm just usually just uh, hot chocolate water whatever I, I don't have any kind of special diet that I would I could pass on to anybody and say right, you must eat this you have to eat that type of thing because everybody's everybody's has their own their own options for what they eat and there's, there's some people can't eat certain things and other people can can eat maybe 5,000 calories a day and still look slim or I couldn't do that no way <laughs> but uh, no I think the only thing would change really is maybe taking more water on board I don't drink a lot of water as it is as you can see I've, got, I've still got a a full two just over two litre bottle of water here and that'll probably still be full before by about lunchtime but I'll take about leading up to races I will take on take on more water and maybe a few extra carbs that's really the difference that all I, I'll do but it's no massive difference really for me but like I said for yourself is looking to take part in like a, a 1500 then we'll change your 
parts of your training. Um, just again, just to make sure you can get through that swim comfortably and you don't get any difficulties. That's really yeah. Yeah, I'll probably see you tomorrow or Thursday or both. <laughs> Depends how depending how booked up you are because I only I freaked out at the weekend as well I was like oh my god I haven't actually done much swimming and it's already coming up on Saturday we'll do a thousand metres today then how's that sound <laughs> well I have to go to work I don't think I'll have time to do a thousand metres today <laughs> but tomorrow for sure um, that's why I did the with Dunagari Chunky Dunkers I did March's Magic Mile yes. to make sure that I can do the 1500 no problem um, I nearly froze to death after the Magic Mile to be perfectly honest you're a good bunch up there as well <laughs> Those, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll welcome you with open arms oh they're amazing I, I love them a nice cup of tea and sandwiches <laughs> they're amazing they're so much fun did you hear about the winter challenge they're planning no so yeah you look out for that there's going to be a winter challenge they're already have uh, some 75 names down for it between it's going to happen between um, November and March I believe okay there's I believe three levels and each level has different there's a beginner intermediate and advanced and within each level you have certain amount of days you have to dip with them um, every month certain amount of meters you have to swim every month and then there's a certain amount of total meters over the car- course of five months that you have to swim and there's a temperature in that as well they have to do it at a certain temperature or anything well just no wetsuit you have to be in your skins um so i'm doing the beginner one um i think it's 10 you have to be down 10 times a month i think it's a thousand meters a month and 5k over the course of the five months that's good so um, yeah, I'm gonna try to do that. <laughs> I'll look at that as well because I wouldn't mind going back up to see like some Martin and the rest of them and doing a wee challenge like that. Excuse me, sorry, can I just kind of digress from this wee bit? Yeah, I've just spotted the rip. You see it? There, there, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. That's very unusual at Helen's Bay. I've never seen that. Can we pause for a wee second? Yeah. Just to make sure they don't go into it. Right, that was a bit of an adventure. Yeah, that's <laughs> different. at Helen's Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Never see, I, I know you can get them sometimes, but I've heard of them before yeah. here, but it's just very unusual here. I've never seen one before. That's the first I've seen one, and, and I mean, I've been here in Helens Bay for about two years now, and that's the first I've ever seen that. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I actually like swimming at Helens Bay, because it's probably the safest place to swim around here. You're coaching at Helens Bay, which is obviously good for, for whoever's just trying to get into swimming or who's transitioning from the pool to to the sea because it is fairly safe in here um, no matter what the weather um, usually that it's it's fairly you don't really get rip currents you know but it's good to know of them obviously it. It just, we're just chatting and they just you know, starting up is that something you, you whenever you're introducing somebody who's used to swimming in the pool or who's just completely new to swimming in the sea is it something you 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 talk to your your clients about and how to stay safe and how to how to recognize a rip current or what's going on in the water yeah well not normally if with any new clients and even even still with some of the the regular clients we still have a wee bit of a safety chat before we go in so it's just things that might happen uh just like in an airplane in the unlikely event of us crashing into the sea use this life jacket that type of thing but um, but I always, I always try and have a bit of a safety chat with any clients that go into the water, just to say like, here's the safest bit of the water to go into. Here's what here's what could happen. Here's what you might come across in the sea. Here's what to look out for. If um, if the wind's blown offshore or whatever, 
just so that they're, they're then aware of that. It's not just a case of walking in, swimming about, coming back out. Again, there's other elements that they have to take into consideration. And one of them is, what likes to that there, just uh, something completely unexpected. And having to, then how do you how do you deal with that? Then what's what's your plan of action if if a rip suddenly appears on the beach? Um, funny we talked about that last week as well with a couple of people on how to just how to get out of a rip. So, but just I think if you try and inform people as much as you can, it just makes it a bit safer environment for them as well. I think as you gain confidence, you tend to get calmer if there is yeah. something going on. That's it. And I think that's that's the important thing because if you encounter rip current and you've never encountered one before, um, if you're a beginner, you you might you might panic, and that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, that's the first thing you say. in panic because then straight away a, a new swimmer or a, an improver swimmer they'll, they'll just try and swim against it, and they're they're never going to beat it. So that's it. It's, I think it's, it's always different when you're swimming on your own as well. You're because you don't know who's about. If they're going to come and help you, but like you say, if you whistle and you float, and you blow the whistle, some, nine times out of ten, somebody's going to come and help you. Or a, a paddle boarder's about, they'll come up and give you a hand just hanging to the board. But, yeah, uh, that was, that was different. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one of the things that um, reminds you not to swim alone. No matter how good swimmer you are, just there, at least somebody needs to be around. Um, and even better, if there's more capable swimmers around. That's it. I mean, it'll catch you. The sea, the sea will catch anybody. It doesn't matter how strong a swimmer you are. If if the conditions aren't right, then you just you just have to be careful. Just that's really it. In a nutshell, just be careful. Don't over don't overstretch your capabilities. Just keep within your depth. If you if you're if you're not a comfortable swimmer, stay within your depth. Simple as that. Safety first, as always. Yeah, always. That's a good way to end this podcast. Um, Colin, where could people find you? Where could people contact you if somebody wants to start getting coached and get into the water, open water swimming? Um, they can find me on Facebook at uh, Swell Swimmers Open Water Coaching with myself, Colin McCard. Um, also Instagram, it's the uh, Swell Swimmers Open Water Coach. Um, that's really the two main places where they would find me. Um, and there's a wee booking system there or you can ask me any questions you want about open water swimming how to get into open water swimming what do you need where do you swim and uh, come down and have a wee session see if it's something for you it's not for everybody but uh, you're you're more than welcome to give us a wee shout and we'll get you in the water and we'll see how you get on perfect no problem two very last questions that I ask of everyone okay Um, do you cook? Uh, I Yes, yes, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Kind of. Kind of. I like, um, I like cooking, yes. Yeah. Um, are you much of a veggie eater? I do eat a fair amount of vegetables. Yeah, there's, there's normally a, a good amount of vegetables on the plate. So uh, we try, I, try and, uh, I try and keep my plate as balanced as possible. But <laughs> well, I suppose you need to feel your hours and hours in the water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite one. I'm always nosing, um, and I'm asking my guests if they have a favorite veg. My favorite veg. Um, my favorite veg. Probably parsnips. I love parsnips and spinach. Two, they're probably two of my favorite vegetables. Oh, very nice. So uh, I'll try and I'll try and get them into the mix somewhere. If it, if it's like a, a casserole or a vegetable casserole, or even sometimes even a curry as well. I'll throw some parsnips into a bit just to fill it out a wee bit. 
Oh, that's a good one, actually. I never put parsnips in a curry. I don't know why. Never thought of that. Have you, have you, have you got a favorite recipe that you could that you could share with us with the with parsnips? With parsnips, not off the top of my head, but uh, let me think. Even if it's like a um, sweet potato, parsnips, and what do you call it? What's it? Swede, and I would kind of maybe blitz them up into like a soup. And it's uh, it's lovely, nice. It's nice and light, nice and refreshing as well. Maybe a bit of a bit of pepper, and a wee touch of cumin, and uh, like a, a vegetable stock cube or something like that as well. Just mix it all up, blitz That's it, uh, and just boil it all up, and then blitz it. Very nice. And it's handy if just kind of in, in between swims, or if you're feeling a wee bit kind of peckish and you don't want to go to anything else, just a cup of soup. That's actually a really good one. I do you know. That's actually a really good point. You can bring it like for winter in a flask in between your. I never thought of that. I always bring tea, but I'm just thinking actually a soup makes more sense in we the soup, winter, especially, especially in the winter as well. Yeah, <laughs> just nice and nice and easy. There's no you don't have to chew or anything like that. There's no, no problem. It's just the soup straight to the bones. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you for that. That's a really good one. It's gonna be winter swimmer special. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. But between that and hot chocolate as well. Hot chocolate's <laughs> normally a good one for me, but no, a, a nice. A nice soup, a nice warm soup. Very good. Especially for the winter time. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. You're for more that. than welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, ha- have a good swim. I shall give it a go. Yes. So, uh, I'm just my feet are twitching. I'm waiting to get in. Oh, don't worry. I'll, I won't be long behind you. Good stuff. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Head for the boys. If you'd like to join the world of open water swimming, or if you'd like to increase your confidence, or simply learn more about this beautiful activity, you can reach out to Colin at Swell Swimmers Open Water Coaching on Facebook or Instagram. I have lessons with Colin whenever I can, uh, because Helen's Bay is on my way to work, and it makes a lot of difference to my technique in the open water, and it makes a lot of difference to my confidence. Um, so. I can highly recommend to find a good open water coach near you if Helens Bay is not your area. Um, And if you are considering starting up but don't think coaching is necessary, please do learn about water safety first. Uh, Not everyone who's going to start um, open water swimming or who wants to dip needs to get lessons from a coach, but you do need to learn about water safety that is absolutely necessary there are courses websites online tutorials out there um, so please do learn how to stay safe the sea is a beautiful place to be there's no doubt about it but it can also be dangerous so learning about the place where you swim is crucial Learn to read the weather and tide reports, learn about the tides and currents and always go out with a friend or in a group. Having more experienced swimmers around you who can teach you the ropes is priceless. Um, And there has been quite a few accidents, including accidental deaths in the sea in Northern Ireland since I started swimming three years ago. And as Colin said safety first. Going out for a swim in bad conditions is not bravery, it's irresponsible and it's dangerous. This is just a fact, it's not meant to put anybody off. It's 
just like crossing the road. You know there are dangerous drivers out there and you still go and cross a road, but you don't do it in a hectic traffic when there are cars coming from both sides. You wait for the green light and you still look right and left to make sure it's safe to cross. So outdoor swimming is a little bit like that. You go out and you enjoy the swim, but you always make sure the conditions are good and that you always stay safe. Lecture over. Uh, Now, if you swim in the winter or if you are planning on starting swimming in the winter, one thing you always need to do post-swim is you need to take a hot drink. I mean, you don't need to, but you might be a little bit cold. So warming up from the inside out is the way to do it. Um, Colin's idea of some hot veggie soup when you get out of water is a pure genius. His recipe for sweet potato parsnip and sweet soup is super easy. All you need is sweet potato, some parsnips and some suede black pepper, some cumin and veggie stock. Just boil up or steam your veg and blitz it up in a food processor or blender with veggie stock, the pepper and cumin into a nice creamy soup. That's it. Super easy. Just heat it up, transfer it into a flask and bring it with you on your swim adventure. Super easy. If you didn't write this recipe down, You can find it on our social media. If you go into the file section of our Facebook group page, you can download it as PDF. And you can also find it on Instagram. Now, there will be a little bit of a delay between this episode going out and the PDF file appearing on our social media. So bear with me. Um, But you will find it there eventually, I promise. And if you enjoyed this episode or any other please leave us a review or rating on whichever platform you use to listen to this podcast. It takes about 30 seconds and it helps other podcast listeners to find the right content for them. And it helps content makers like myself find the right kind of audience. And if you have any comments of constructive criticism, or if you have any suggestions or have a guest in mind that you would like to hear on the podcast, please drop me a line on social media or email me at thesweetspud at gmail.com. Have a lovely couple of weeks, go for a dip or a swim and stay safe out there. And whatever you do, stay healthy. Until next time. every week your host is myself Susanna from the sweet spot music by Mark J Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan thank you for listening Ooh.